Hey, Rudy. Hey. <laughs> you know why you can't hear pterodactyls go to the bathroom? <laughs> no. Because the pee is silent. <laughs> Deja vu. It's deja vu all That's over again. <laughs> uh, it's the Roller Out Barrel Vintage Baseball Podcast. We talk to vintage baseball players from coast to coast, border to border. We never get bored talking about other people and their balls. Uh, Rudy Frias is the co host. Rudy, say something. Hi. So good to see you. <laughs> Yes, uh, I've been waiting seconds for this to happen again. Uh, big episode tonight. Uh, an episode that I promised during the entire duration. We won't freeze once because there's no technology like old, new, old technology. And that's what we're using tonight. We're kicking it old school. I'm on my phone. <laughs> that's right. Um... Uh, Rudy, who do we got in this week's episode? The the gems of Hamilton, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just Jim. He's Todd. <laughs> gems, the gem, like like treasure. They're treasure. Of <laughs> I want to welcome to the show the Maddenly Brothers. It's so good to see you, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Fantastic. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks. Sometimes when I talk to the Maddening Maddeningleys for at least, I don't know, ten minutes, I feel like those are conversations that are lost forever. And I <laughs> I just <laughs> there's there's just sometimes some things happen, but uh I'm not gonna bore them it's saying we got cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh did you guys want to talk about a tornado? I don't. We didn't record that earlier, but we might as well just cover everything that we covered. You guys in Cincinnati and Columbus, Columbus being the devil's anus. See, I can go back. Uh, are under a major weather situation today. What's going on? Uh, let's ask Jim. Jim, what's going on with the weather in Cincinnati today? Right now, it's seventy and sunny. That's wonderful. <laughs> no, um... Todd, uh, can you give us real answers? What's going on? <laughs> There might have been a small tornado. They missed us. Everybody else is fine. Uh, tor- yeah, tornado uh, watch in Cincinnati. Rudy had a tornado watch where everything bad always happens. If you step outside your front door in Columbus, something bad is happening. I suggest nobody lives there. Todd uh... yeah, talked to me earlier. I said, what the hell is going on? He said, grab something heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed Jim. <laughs> so we are joined by the Mattingly brothers. Uh, we talked to these guys back at the Ohio cup about being on the show. They said, I don't know. And, uh, we talked them into it and here they are. Uh, it's the Colonel it's rabbit. It's rabbit with one B. I don't understand. And, uh, no. we'll get to that later. Uh, Jim's <laughs> Jim's older by three years, but they're twins. I think everybody that's close to them understands that, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> it's amazing how often we will walk across the ball field 
somebody be waving at me going, Rabbit, hey, Rabbit. You know it's because, oh, when when we get to a certain age, we all look the same. I mean, once you're all white, and you guys are all white, uh, you're the whitest people I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're you probably are mistaken for twins all the time, but there is a three year difference. So sorry I gotta do this to you, Jim. But I'm gonna do it. How did you come across Finnish baseball? <laughs> My mom birthed me on a baseball field. Nice. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, just to recap, <laughs> I hope this story yeah, involves uh, cookies. Go ahead. <laughs> My wife took me up to Sharon Woods where the Red Stockings and Buckeyes play in Sharonville, Ohio. And uh, there's there a great play where a guy was, was called out at third by the umpire and he stood up and, and, and said, Sir, I believe I, I'm sorry, he was called safe by the umpire. He stood up and said, Sir, I believe I was out. And then he walked off the field. And I thought, this is this is a good game for me. So uh called up my brother and uh we, we called some pals and got a team together and here we are four years later. Four yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, in my research that I've done, I found out that you waited four years to actually start playing. <laughs> uh, my re- Those bastards on the Red Sox wouldn't have. Uh so one thing that does show is back in the day, uh, vintage baseball clubs, although the market hadn't been saturated with vintage baseball clubs yet, uh, they didn't need people. And now they scream, cry, and moan because they don't have enough people. Uh, my, 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 how the times have changed in the same times. Right, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I was on a waiting list, actually, for, for the Red Sox for four years. Which you know kind of hurt my feelings a little bit after about year one. <laughs> Were you getting updates every year about how high, how much higher you are on the waiting list? <laughs> We're getting close. The line's getting shorter. <laughs> I get one email in January that said, "Nope, not yet." <laughs> so, Tom. Yeah, Bill Dick. Bill Beekman just kind of ducks his head when he sees me. <laughs> you mean they don't call and ask you to play? <laughs> uh, Todd, so Jim goes to the game. He sees a game. He sees somebody getting called out, and the, and, and the runner calls himself out, and he's excited about it because he knows, one, he's going to be out all the time, and, two, his, he can be honest about it instead of having to lie. So he's excited about vintage baseball. Todd, you did not see that game. Uh, you're, I'm sure you've heard about it over that four-year stretch here or there. And then when the day comes where he's tired of waiting, I might have some of the facts on this wrong, uh, he, he contacts you and is like, hey, let's do this vintage baseball thing. Do you actually witness a vintage baseball game before you actually play in a vintage baseball game? After you pl- after you start playing vintage baseball, do you then see a vintage baseball game and say, "Oh, that's how I'm supposed to be doing it"? Well, it was something like that. <laughs> so he he called me. Um, he called me. I, I didn't realize that I'd been waiting for four years. So that was the beautiful part. It felt like no time had passed. 
And uh, he calls me up one day. I went down and met him for lunch down in Milford, Ohio. And Todd, he never met me before. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's another story about that too. But um, so I met him. I met him at a park in uh, Milford, Ohio, and we grabbed just a modern baseball out of the car. And uh, it was October, November, something like that. It was cold. Yeah. And we stood out there in the in that park throwing the baseball back and forth barehanded. And we're like, oh, we can do this. It turned out we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that there's just that implicit trust between brothers that you're like, Okay, he'd been seething for four years and you're getting in on the ground floor and you're like, sure, I, we can do this. Absolutely. So, yeah, and, and this continues our, 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 our listeners out there, the dozens of you that, uh, the, Whoa. the host, that's not true. The guest no. on the roller out the barrel show who out of spite started their own vintage baseball <laughs> club. And gentlemen, what was the, what was that first club you started? We were we were the Norwood Highlanders of Norwood, Ohio. And you know the 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 thing everyone knows this, and and you gentlemen know it too. The thing that catches people's eye, and when playing vintage baseball, is the uniform. And to this day, your uniforms have have rarely ever been matched. I mean, you got the Bay City Independents who have to mix it up because it takes away from their face, and that needs to happen. But the, wow. you got you, I, we loved your uniform. My gosh. That's funny. We didn't have stopping power. You know, we, we played at a little park in the middle of Norwood. And we'd have people coming out on their porches watching. We'd have cars stopping, pulling over, come out and watch. They actually gained a couple of players because of standing out there in the park in the, in the red and white. And then we had the old lady across the street yelling at us because we were drinking beer in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've had that happen. Every park, (laughs) every park has an old lady across the street yelling at them for something. Uh, To give to give everybody a correct timeline, what was the first year of the Norwood Highlanders? Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Okay, so you start with the Norwood Highlanders. You, I don't know your guys's history, and and we're about to find out the history, but uh, I do know there's been a couple of club name changes recently so i want you i assume because you're close brothers that you've been on the same exact teams for the same amount of time so what is the although sometimes we sat at the opposite end of the bench <laughs> that happens more often not. well you have, you have i mean you have to your brothers Rudy knows. <laughs> you're always tired of each other uh yeah. so what's the timeline for the last 13 years of the clubs that you guys have played on so from 2010 to 2015, we were the Norwood Highlanders. Uh, we played in Doral, played at Doral Field right in the middle of Norwood. Um, beautiful, beautiful backdrop. Uh, the American Play, Playing Card Company building was behind us that was built in the late 1800s or something like that. Um, but it got to the point where we were actually bringing our own lawnmowers Um mowing the grass at a city park mm-hmm. so we could play baseball. They just, they, Norwood kind of stopped taking care of us. Oh. So in 2016, we started our season up at Joyce Park in Hamilton, Ohio. And we were the, uh, became the Black Bottom Nine 
Um, the significance there was that the in 1869 in that part of um, Fairfield Hamilton was called Black Bottom because of the, the river soil. <coughs> we found out when we played in Durham, Black Bottom means, means something completely different in the south. In the south. There's another story there. There's another story there. But we became the Black Bottom Nine, um, and then. Uh, what, two years ago? Yes. Yeah. We switched over to the Volunteers of the Ohio Night. Yeah, our, our numbers were depleting as were the New Richmond Generals. And we joined squads and tried to find a happy medium. We kept the nine that started wearing the blue. Um, Apparently, that's less impressive to Rudy. Yeah. So what is the, because I always leave a, a word out, what is the official full-length name of the club that you have right now? We are the Volunteers of the Ohio Night. So there is no yeah, black. Coming to a consensus, oh. And coming to a consensus on that name, we uh, the New Richmond guys were really, really wanted a Civil War tie-in. Uh-huh. And uh, we found out that there was a regiment in Cincinnati that was made up of German. Well, they, they were the Ohio Knights, and they were made up of German beer guzzling, beer guzzling, volunteers. Yes, that's fit right in. Yeah, we'll volunteer to drink beer anytime. <laughs> and uh, you guys are in the Cincinnati area. Uh, how far? out of Cincinnati, would you say uh, your home field is? We're about 20 miles north of downtown Cincinnati. Oh, nice. So you guys play at Sharonville all the time, don't you? Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, That's a nice little place uh, there in Sharonville. Uh, What are your favorite events that happen down there in your area? Not the ones you got to travel for, but the ones that are in your area (laughs) that you, uh, when the schedule comes out, you're like, yeah, that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the Queen City Invitational was always a highlight until they couldn't do it. Sharon Woods took up two of their fields, let them let them overgrow with wildlife and whatever, and now they only have that one field uh, in the village that they play on. Um, but that was always a great event to, to take part in. And then, honestly, our, our Heart of Vintage Baseball tournament in October we build all year to that one, and and we have upwards of nine, ten clubs from our region in to play in it, and it's a great time. And try to try to close out the season with that one. Uh, Jim, you are, I would say, a big Cincinnati Reds fan. Is is that accurate? What do you mean by big? Is that a weight thing? Are you are you picking on me? No. Uh, what I mean by big is the team sucks, but you still you still are uh, you still will admit that you are a fan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've been a Reds fan since I was five years old and knew what baseball was, and I'll die a Reds fan. I, I bleed red, believe it or not. What? So, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd, are you a Reds fan? I can't tell by your Facebook pictures. Uh, are, <laughs> but are you a Reds fan as well? I am a Reds fan as well. 
Absolutely. Okay. Well, you see, so I don't have to hide my shame, the fact that I'm a Tigers fan. We're all in the same. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah. We're all in the same situation. Uh, so I did go down to a Cincinnati Reds game uh, last year. Uh, I On did, purpose? Uh, absolutely, absolutely on purpose. And I will tell you, and I'm not afraid, I am not afraid to, uh, praise the Cincinnati Reds organization right now. Something you haven't heard in a long time, I'm sure, but here, let me give it to you. I was, we had an, we had an episode with Jacqueline Cox, uh, a friend of yours, the sausage queen. Yeah. And did you know, did you know that they're not, there's no more sausage queens happening? Have you heard? I did not hear that. No. There, there is no more sausage queen. So you might want to talk to Jacqueline about that. But anyway, so, so did she end as the reigning sausage queen? No, 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 no. Many, uh, many sausage queens after her. Well, not many, but a few. Uh, so she always. Be- <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so she did such a fine job in our episode of talking about. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds and the museum and everything. So uh, I think I think that inspired me to head down. So I uh, I did some play-by-play at Sharonville to start out the season uh, last year, and then I went to a Reds game. That museum that is next to the stadium is amazing. I, I have not been to every major league stadium, uh, but I bet you there's nothing as good as that at any other major league baseball stadium. That is such an amazing place. The surrounding area outside of the stadium uh, makes you feel like you're in the ballpark, even though you have not walked through the gate yet. It is such a great area to watch a ball game in that stadium where this you're closer. The seats kind of go up instead of back. Uh, it's such a great atmosphere. It's, it's one of the best stadiums I've ever been in. And after I've gone to all of them, uh, I will be able to to place it in my top whatever or whatever. But uh, I like Comerica Park a lot. It's better than Comerica Park. It's better to watch a baseball game. It's the best stadium I've ever watched a baseball game in. And you guys being baseball fans of a certain age, uh, I'm sure you've been to some <laughs> other stadiums. Uh, I'm going to let you talk biasly about that stadium. Do you guys feel the same way about that stadium? Yeah, absolutely. You know, not only is is it, you know, kind of the cozy confines of great American ballpark, a perfectly named stadium, but it's got the river in the out, you know, as a, as a view in the outfield. Um, every seat faces inward. It's weird. You can see the whole game. But uh, it, it is that like the, the nostalgia kind of permeates throughout. We've got a tile mosaic of the original nine from the uh, red stockings in there, which kind of harkens back to the Union Terminal mosaics that they have in, in our Union Terminal, which is the museum now. Um, it's, it's, it is. It's a fantastic representation of Cincinnati and of baseball and just a, a great place to watch a game. Yeah, I'm absolutely going back there this summer uh, to watch a game. And the good thing for me is I don't have to root for the Reds, even though I always root for who's ever home at the stadium I go to. Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys have been so bad that you think Joey Votto is good. That's how bad the Reds have been. Uh, <laughs> we don't think he's good anymore. <laughs> well, 
Wow. Uh, so yeah, so I'll be down there. I know your friend, uh, Jacqueline, she bartends in, uh, that high flute and bar that I, I, I did not go into. I, I felt more comfortable having a beer and barbecue down in, uh, in the lower common people area, but, uh, I probably couldn't afford her tip who knows, but, uh, I will be down in Cincinnati just for some, uh, fun, uh, this summer. Can't wait. Uh, why don't you guys, and we'll start with Jim, older brother, uh, seniority. I want to know. Is that what, famous? Famous? <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys being three years apart. So Jim, when you're when you're a child, you start playing baseball and and everything. Be, before Todd does, barely. Uh, what does baseball look like in your neighborhood when you're growing up? So yeah, well, you know, I'm five years old playing ball, you know, as most of our fans are probably, wind up being our coach, um, playing behind the schoolyard. But, and, you know, we moved around a lot. Um, one of the highlights of, of that is we had, we've been actually been in Clarksville, Indiana for a while in an apartment complex. And there's a little, little, just a little blank field, you know, the, the sandlot scenario. And we go out there, Todd and I, Tom, our, our other brother, some other kids from the neighborhood and we take whatever we had out there. We, you know, we had a Nerf football that dog chewed the ends off of. It was <laughs> almost round. And, you know, we, we play ball out in that little lot until, you know, we got called to come home for dinner. Um, we just played ball all the time and, and had a good time doing it with whatever we had, whenever we could do it. Todd, you were probably hanging around uh, guys in the neighborhood playing ball until you could actually play ball. What are your memories of ball in your neighborhood before you could actually play? So, yeah, I, I followed Jim around and, and along with other brother Tom, who's sitting on the other side of the iPad here. He's waving. He's waving. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we followed Jim around. You know, he, he played baseball everywhere we lived. But in between baseball games, it was wiffle ball in the backyard, sock ball in the backyard, whatever it was, ghost runners. We had the Johnny Bench batter up. We had the Pete Rose pitch back. We had all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the dog grabbed the ball, it was now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, and uh, you know, at one point we, we moved to Arizona, and uh, that's when I started playing ball. And what's funny is, to me, is, as an adult, I, I coached my son in uh, t-ball. He started playing t-ball when he was five. In Arizona, you start playing t-ball when you're eight. Wow. So all these, you know, I mean, we didn't know any better. We were all these giant kids hitting the ball off the tee, you know, and then, and then you know, fast forward 40 years, and, and I'm watching my kid at five years old doing the same thing. <laughs> Todd, is there anything more frustrating than coaching your son at five years old in T-ball? I loved every second of it. Oh my! I coached him in, I coached him in T-ball and uh, coach pitch, and uh, and T-ball was by far my favorite time to coach. I loved every second of that. Oh my god! I had such a different. Uh, Rudy, are you going to? Are you going to uh, get Javi involved in T-ball? 
uh, no, we're going to do more interpretive dance. And <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. <laughs> With the ribbons? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did T-ball this past summer. Okay. You don't coach T-ball. You heard T-ball. You yeah, heard yeah. Yes. Like, it's true. We we. I would bribe him with uh, Big League Chew and Bazooka G- Joe gum. I'd be like, hey, man, I got your gum for you. Come on out here. And he'd sit, stand there, chew gum. You treated him like flavor. a dog. He's not a dog. Yeah. Well, he did a great job of fetching. They roll right after that ball. So. Oh, my son. Hey, when I, so when I coach T-ball, when I coach T-ball, I'd set the, I'd set the field up in uh, pie slice. And each, you know, like each, each group of kids had their pie slice, and they were not outside the pie slice. Heck yeah. What happened inside that? Yeah, free for all. <laughs> <laughs> Bodies everywhere. But eventually, it started to kind of, maybe, sort of look like something resembling <laughs> baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so the kid in right field is filling his glove with ants. That's right. <laughs> uh, Todd, uh, give me your worst. Parent of a f- parent of a kid on your team altercation story. <laughs> so, so I never had an altercation, but I made the mistake one time of uh, sending out a email where all of the emails were published. <gasps> I didn't blind I didn't blind copy everybody, and there was one father. Oh no. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> he, he, he was his kid on the team. His name was Slushy, and uh, Slushy's dad would. Um, he took it. He got a hold of that distribution list, and he started sending out his um, basically Amway, uh-huh. trying to trying to sell everybody on the ball team on whatever get rich quick scheme he was working on at the time. And I finally, I finally had to call him. I said, "You got to stop." Can't do it anymore. Wow. So Not how worse. much how much uh, <laughs> involved into Amway did you get? <laughs> how good how good was his kid? <laughs> oh, he was terrible. Oh, then then you didn't care about the Amway. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen the Brian Regan bit about uh, about the snow cones. Yeah, I was about to say that was Flushy. All he was Flushy at the end. You don't, you don't really hear a lot of uh, Slushies with athletic prowess there. Buddy. Uh, Brian Regan, so good. Uh, so you guys uh, come up. Do you guys get involved in any organized baseball? Uh, to, we'll start with Jim. What's your career <laughs> career? In, in organized baseball throughout your childhood up until your adulthood? So uh, I started at five years old, kindergarten, playing. We never, you know, I'm old enough that we never had T-ball. Uh, it, was, it was a coach pitch um, and, and played on up through high school. A lot of change in that three years. <laughs> uh, yes. played, played on up through but they invented the tea. Yeah. <laughs> they also invented the Make car during school. this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more taking horses to practice. <laughs> so I actually played vintage baseball before it was vintage. No. <laughs> I just thought it baseball. 
Every, we just call it football. Every form of ball you've played is vintage. Uh, so you yeah, were, you know, get up to high school. I couldn't hit a curveball by by senior year, and then was done with that. Never went to college for it. Um, but played softball off and on. You know, good teams, bad teams until I until I discovered the vintage league. So you probably have played or played softball for quite a few years. Give me a good softball brawling story you were involved in. Well, you know, I, honestly, what's crazy is softball when I was coming through was relatively tame. It started getting animated about 2005 to 2010. And that's when I was lucky enough to find Bennett. I was like, enough of this shit. You know, <laughs> I jumped in, you know, uh, down here in in Ohio in the in Cincinnati region, tri-state region. We're it's it's a very social game, and I really enjoyed that. It's like playing backyard pickup game almost, but you're wearing vintage uniforms. Um, well, you it, you were you know, saying, started, Jim, you were saying at the end. Uh, before you found vintage at the end is when it started it started changing the softball what, what was changing what was uh what was getting under your skin about softball at the end of uh, your playing days you couldn't get up the bat without somebody jabbering then you know you got the pitcher on the mound doing 20 like fake pitches before he pitches and uh they're all wearing uniforms that look like motocross racers you know <laughs> yeah. whatever else it's like, <laughs> You know, every little thing, every every call, every play, everything was argued. Like, God, enough! And I, I, I was I was totally lucky to luck into the, the vintage baseball system. I wasn't talking about women's before, softball. I was talking about <laughs> men's softball. Wait, what? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I only say that because I had terrible experiences around women's softball. And that actually, everything you just said about men's softball, that actually happens with the women too. I just, I just thought it was, <laughs> it was important to point out equal rights, you know, equal Todd, rights. Todd, did, uh, <laughs> did Jim ever pull you in to softball? He did. He did. Absolutely. We played out at, uh, Rocky, Rocky Fields, um, uh-huh. out in, uh, I don't know, was that Ross, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Played at Rocky. We played at, uh, Tri-State. Try something I don't know. But we played in a couple of different leagues in two different parts of town um, for a little while, and then you know I married somebody, and that all ended for me. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not married to her anymore, but I'm playing baseball. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of marriage, you guys and nope. your brother on the other side of the iPad. There, you're all very close. Obviously, are you? Well, he's a, he's about eight feet away. Todd and I are close. Yeah. <laughs> are all of your like marriages? Are you all? Are all three of you married? Yeah. Yes. So, are your wives like best friends? Mine's not. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom's wife's name is Jonathan. <laughs> But, but yeah, our wives and Tom's husband are best friends. Yeah, they'll get along. Yeah. Are your wives uh, very involved in the vintage baseball? 
Let's go with spouses. Yeah. I think he meant uh, 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 Jim and Todd. Uh, Tom, we Tom can stay on the other side of the iPad. Jeff. Oh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, he's pointing, he is pointing at you guys. <laughs> what, 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 with is, a certain... <laughs> what is it? Does, does Tom play? What is it? Does Tom play? I, I'm serious. Like, did it, does he? Do you ever bring Tom in? He he doesn't play, but he does come to games. Yeah. Okay. He's the smart one. Gotcha. Right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Because Barrel Roller and I have a, a, a theme going where we want to get an episode of this show podcast where it's the wives of vintage baseball players. And because uh, there's one thing my wife likes more than vintage baseball, and it's not watching vintage baseball. So, like, are, are your guys' wives, like, do they enjoy it? My wife doesn't come to a game, ever. <laughs> no. She, she would rather be thrift shopping or – you know, treasure hunting, whatever, doing anything but coming to one of my games. Yeah. <laughs> nice. My wife, on the other hand, I met her um, when I was coaching t-ball. Her son, her four-year-old son, was on my ball team, and uh, and so you know, years later, after we were both divorced, we ended up getting hooked up, and and uh, but she, you know, she both of her boys played baseball through um, through middle school, high school, and all that. So she's, you know, she kind of lived on the ball field her whole life. So she, she, she comes to just about all of our games. Uh, yeah, Rudy's wife uh, wishes she she should, could forget everything about vintage baseball. My wife's kind of on the fence. <laughs> she, my wife's a fencer. You know, she's a, I could live with it. I could live without it. Whatever. She gets bored easy though. So she, uh, there's been many a vintage baseball game. My wife has fallen asleep during. So, well, see, that's what my <laughs> wife misses about vintage baseball. She misses the nap, the sitting, sitting in the sitting in the shade and drinking and kind of falling asleep for an inning and a half and then waking back up. That's what she misses. But now that she has to like wrangle children, and she, it's not really her thing. Right, and, that, and that's where we fell in. You know, uh, my wife actually is. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in round two of the intro, but <laughs> <laughs> she actually introduced me to the game, which means, you know, she kind of created the black bottom nine, the Ohio Bennett. What are we now? I forget. I don't know. Yeah. But it took four years. <laughs> yeah. Bourbon. But yeah, she, she'd rather. Does she hold that over your head? <laughs> That's her free time. Oh, okay. What's that? Okay. So she's done her part. She never holds that over your head. And she's like, this wouldn't exist if no. it weren't for me. Okay, good. Not at all. No. Good. Good. <laughs> all right, gents, we're going to take a two minute break for a new segment. Uh, we're going to take a, a sports break here with uh, Jonathan Macklin. But uh, when we get back from this break, we're going to talk to the Mattingly brothers about Pete Rose and hear from Red <laughs> fans about. Pete Rose situation. It never gets old. It will never be old. Uh, <laughs> but for now, uh, let me have you guys listen to this. This is your Roller Out the Barrel news break for Friday, September 17th, 1869. I'm Jonathan McLean. Dateline, Baltimore. The Maryland Baseball Club faced off with the visiting National Baseball Club of Washington. They squared off at the Madison Avenue grounds with several hundred people in attendance. 
The visiting squad, in the early stages of a road trip, won the coin toss and elected to field first. This would prove disastrous, as the Marylanders put up 13 runs in the first three innings and whitewashed their opponents from the capital in the first two. Solid defensive plays by the Marylanders included a running, one-handed, foul-bound catch by their center fielder, making this reporter question the logistics of the field. Offensively, the Maryland club hit soundly, including a home run made by Mr. Worthington, the third baseman. Not to be outdone, the Nationals scored three runs in the sixth inning, all on passed balls due to the Baltimoreans' catcher, Mr. Lennon, playing too close to the striker. The umpire was Mr. Sears of the Pastime Baseball Club. He was deemed impartial, but not strict enough, as the Nationals' pitcher was delivering some very bad balls. The game included sharp fielding and hitting on both sides, but was altogether seen as being not exciting or close. Final score, Maryland Baseball Club 23, National Baseball Club 12. The Marylanders will next play the pastimes, while the Nationals travel to Philadelphia to play the Keystone Baseball Club. In other news, the mosquitoes of Alaska are most agreeable insects. They distill a delicate aroma when they bite, which has the anesthetic effect of chloroform, and their bite is not venomous. The tired traveler courts their music as a presage of a good night's rest. Mr. Seward was so pleased with this product of Alaska that he took pains to have some specimens sent to the patent office in Washington. But, as is often said, as far as I'm concerned, progress peaked with frozen pizza. I'm Jonathan McLean, and this has been your Roller Out the Barrel News Break. All right, that was Jonathan McLean. Uh, new segment, Roller Out the Barrel Sports Break, uh, and we'll be having that for as long as he doesn't get bored doing it. Uh, if you listen closely, go back, rewind, listen again, you might, you might come across some Bruce Willis Easter eggs in there. That's, I'm just saying. The most egregious of them was the very last line of the whole thing. Uh, Rudy, what'd you think? That is brilliant. I feel like it, it's making this a more legitimate uh, podcast, honestly. Uh, there's no, We have the Mattingly's on. How legitimate can we get? We were all listening intently while we were refilling. So. Uh, okay, so let me ask you guys, and thanks for being such a good sports, by the way. Uh, I had a feeling uh, you guys would be able to take it and give it just just as well so uh thanks for being so so great to deal with but let me ask you this uh pete rose what the hell who do you want to go first yeah. <laughs> uh let's have todd go first on this one there's one rule there's one rule he broke it you're out sorry you did all those things it was great but you broke the rule you don't get to be in. Do you feel the same way about Joe Jackson? No. Because that rule was made after. I'm sorry. Damn Todd. it, Jim, we're talking to Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that rule was made because of Joe Jackson, not while he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, oh. You know, Pete was. 
Pete's his own worst enemy. He is. He really is. He, you know, the, the things posted in every clubhouse worldwide, and he knew it. He did it. It's a, it's a permanent ban. Not a lifetime ban. People get that confused. Everybody says lifetime ban. Oh, Pete dies. He'll go in the hall. No, it's a permanent ban. <laughs> yep. And he broke it. He knew he broke it. Sorry, you don't get to be in. Would you guys agree that he's probably love watching you play? Would Would you guys agree that he is probably going to get in, but not until after he is dead? No, he's never going to get in. I don't think he'll get in. Is Is your viewpoints on this the popular opinion amongst Cincinnati Red fans? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I could have told you that. <laughs> I was, you know, we are Pete Rose fans. You know, we grew up loving the Big Red Machine. We're definitely Pete Rose fans. But he knew what he did. You know, I don't know that anybody's ever asked Pete if he thinks he should be in. I bet he'd say no. You you think Pete Rose would say no? There's no way Pete Rose says no. (laughs) As a as a lover of the game, as a spokesperson, I mean, he, he is a, as good a spokesperson for the game of baseball as anybody. He's got to know he caused his own demise. Oh, I'm sure. And, yeah, I'm sure, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he would love to be in. I would think he would think he would never get in. Let me ask you about that old Riverfront Stadium. Uh, that was the name of it, right? Before Great American Ballpark, there was the Cookie Cutter Riverfront. Yes. Yeah. Was it a giant piece of crap? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was our piece of crap. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we feel the same. We feel the same way about Tiger Stadium. What a piece of crap! But we loved it, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you guys had uh, some nasty uh, artificial turf in that Riverfront st- Stadium, didn't you? Well, yeah, it was it was AstroTurf on concrete. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot in between. <laughs> uh, no, and it was followed by what you know, St. Louis and Pittsburgh all had identical stadiums on. Oh yeah, yeah. It, Not- yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, so when they started building, um, when they started building Great American they pulled up the turf and they actually turned it to grass for two seasons. Yeah. A couple seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. We're going to do an about, about face. And we're going to get back into, to vintage. You guys, uh, do you guys run the, the volunteers of the Ohio nine together or is just one he is in charge? We did. <laughs> yes. Here we go. You were smart. You got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got we got the 10 years in and i kind of tried to duck out and then me and you know todd talked Bando. We, we both were going to do it and we ran it for the next couple of years and then once once we kind of had the you know like i said we joined with the uh, new richmond guys we ran it for one more year and jumped out after that it, it, it was it was a good time you know kind of like baseball with their big bases and their time limits and whatever else. Um, there's a new generation that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that needs to step in and maybe take this over. 
But you guys yeah, are still playing. You know, there's a lot of cars that need to be taken care of. And we're while somebody else runs the team. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you guys sound like bitter baseball fans. Did you want to talk about the clock and the big bases? We'll get to it. Let, let, we're we're going to get to the clock and the big bases. But what I want to ask you is uh, the volunteers are uh, 1864. Am I right on that? That's the rural site you guys play? Nine. Well, 65. Five, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 65. Uh, what are yeah. the differences between 64 and 65? I think it was the shoe styles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we honestly, I couldn't tell you the difference between this and that. There was one, one more stitch between, on the base. Between 69 and 60, between long pants and, and knickers, between – can't say knickers. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so – We we you know again we we play a very social game down here, and, yep. and it's a fly game. We play fly fly rules yep. with, some with some addendums, with some addendums, you know. <laughs> but it, it it's a it, it's a it's a fly game, which I so anytime the Capitals can travel down there, we always enjoy it because we get to play fly games finally. So I mean, <laughs> and and I love the description. A social game. It, like, some of our most fun games are down there because it's literally just, we're just hanging out. We don't care about, we don't care anything about the score. Like, we'll be, I think the last time we were down there for, with uh, in your area was uh, Sharonville with the Buckeyes and the Red Stockings, and it had all the trappings of a game where people should have been, like, angry and elevated because it was so close. It was a back-and-forth game. It was the most jovial, fun time we've we've had, and we, yeah, we 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 don't want to play that kind of baseball. We want to have fun. Yeah, you know, it's it's competitive, you know. And while we're on the field, we're we're competitive, but between innings, after the game, it's it's all about the fun. It's all about the camaraderie. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll miss some plates if we're talking to the guy. You know, I'm playing third. I'm talking to the guy on third base, and the ball goes by. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we are notorious for having conversations on the base paths that we're like, oh, wait, a what? I was supposed to go? Sorry. Uh, let's have a conversation. Yeah. You know, one thing I did want to ask about is um, I really like the social media stuff. Well, basically just any of the graphic design stuff you're putting out, you, you've been put out. Like, I really loved it. It was top notch. How? Where were you going? How were you getting that stuff? Oh, that's all me. So oh. So <laughs> I told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, I, I couldn't draw a straight line. <laughs> you couldn't walk a straight line right now. Yeah. <laughs> More bourbon. <laughs> That'll help. No, what like so? Um, because it's it's dangerous in the community when you have a talent and a gift. Like a lot of people will reach out to you. Like, um, and, and the quality of the work is amazing. I've loved all of the designs. Um, Why is that, doing porn? <laughs> <laughs> was, were you getting input on that from the, your brother, the team, or was it all, they did just give you the creative license to go? So, you know, for a long time, you know, I, it was me and Todd's team, basically, and we, we kind of ran the team. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm a creative director by trade and, uh, 
I'd design all the stuff. A lot of stuff I'd run by Todd first. Hey, what do you, you know? What do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we we put it up. But uh, it, it, you know, it, over 15 years, you start doing different. You know, as as we do our heart advantage, as we do our logo, or as we do, you start running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> There are only so many mustaches and handlebar mustaches. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then you discovered that other teams in other parts of the country have stolen your artwork. Oh, oh that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You know, I'd see a posting from a team in Prescott, and it's my poster that I put up for, you know, some event <laughs> we had at, at uh, uh, Ward Hall in Kentucky. Hey, that's yeah. not cool. Stop it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know if you... Hey, how about them red? Wow. That's wild. I didn't even think about that. Hey. Go ahead, Rudy. Go ahead, Barrel Roller. No, we started we started we started asking questions at the same time. We're supposed to be professionals. Sorry, Rudy. It's okay. Uh you guys So let me ask you guys this question. Oh. <laughs> okay. We go back to the beginning where he, uh where Jim said that he saw a vintage baseball game. He saw somebody call themselves out the gentlemanly aspect of the vintage game. So I assume that when you play the nine, uh, you get a lot of that, but let me ask you this. I have always said that even the most gentlemanly teams want to win. It's a man thing. It's in, inbred in us. It's in our genes. We want to win. You guys play a social game. You have admitted to forgetting what the hell's going on during the game because you're not paying attention. But but you want to win, right? Yeah, that's totally accurate. I think and, and I think that's with all the teams in our our region as well. You know, we, we want to win. Um, we're setting our teams up to succeed. We have a good time while we play. We want to win. If we don't, we're still gonna drink a beer and have a hot dog after the game. You know, it's but that's typically when Jim and I are at opposite ends of the bench. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with you guys being brothers. Right around there, sometimes. <laughs> when we're losing. <laughs> with you guys being brothers and you're obviously close, I'm going to go ahead and assume there's going to be an answer to this question. Do you guys remember a highlight of your brother while you were in a vintage baseball game, do you remember something your brother did that you were watching that you thought was really cool or special? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pause. Great comedic timing. <laughs> do you guys have a favorite club or place? Uh, that that you guys really look forward to. I I'll take this. <laughs> so I will I will tell you that for we're we're in our fourteenth season. The Columbus Capitals are they are they are our high water mark. Oh, they are God. our benchmark. Uh, 
Shit. We uh, did. Rudy shaking his head. Yeah. He, he, knows, <laughs> he knows I told him this. Why yeah, yeah. kissing. We've been mess. playing them for 14 seasons. We beat them twice. But I remember both times. That, you know, that, but we have so much fun. The, the thing is, yeah, you, you know, you play the Capitals. You know, you're going to get your ass kicked, but you're going to have a good time doing. It. That's right. It's the best okay. ass kicking you're ever going to get. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about those two games you won. Let's talk about the two games you won, Rudy. What the hell happened on those two games? Well, <laughs> We, I mean, we like having a good time. One of them is on the microphone with you. Yeah, I was about to say you witnessed one. They, they, that was. I was about to say, do you want you want to know what a game is like? You saw it at the Ohio Cup, and like we, I you, it was a, it was, it's rare where you lose, and I, I'm probably speaking in the minority here, you but guys... there's only been a few times where I've lost, and. I've been genuinely happy for the other team because it was such a good game. Like they walked us off at the Ohio cup. It was great. It was, it was like, it's what every little kid dreams of getting up there and hitting the game winning run in and winning the game. It was a good time. We like to laugh. We like to have a good time. We were, and you, you saw that. So what you're saying is, <laughs> what you're saying is everybody can go back in the roller out the barrel archives and listen to the play call of the Columbus Capitals getting walked off by the volunteers. Is this true? Uh, not o- yeah. Not only could you listen to it, you can go to the YouTube channel and watch the game. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> we didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was the very first video on the YouTube channel. And just go to the roller out the barrel show YouTube ch- uh, page and. It's uh all the way at the bottom. It has like eighty views. And, uh, <laughs> and how many of them were you? I mean, it's me just going back and like we made a mistake there, right there. Yeah, it's got the play call on it and everything. So uh Ian. <laughs> so I've seen that. Hey, uh we're gonna get you guys out of here in a minute. Uh we really appreciate uh, you guys coming on the show, you guys are great fun. Uh, I wish I had 14 years of experience being around you guys like Rudy does. So I'm pretty jealous. Uh, we do this segment at the end called, uh, giving you the old pepper. I don't know if you've, uh, listened to any episodes of this ridiculous podcast, but at the end we ask the guest about oh, this is episode one. This is episode 182 of this nonsense, but, uh, so we're going to give you the, I'm going to give you the old pepper and we're just going to go back and forth. We're going to start with Jim. We're going to go back and forth on these questions. Uh, and these are just rapid fire questions with rapid fire answers. And, uh, and then at the end, we're going to ask you for your Mount Rushmore of, uh, favorite Cincinnati Reds players. And we're going to find out if they're actually different from each other. So that'll be something you can be thinking about in the meantime. But for now, let me find the correct imaging. All right, here we go. Starting with Jim. Jim is a hot dog, a sandwich. No. Todd, what is the rudest animal? Warthog. Did you say a warthog? <laughs> I did. Jim, 
What's your favorite cheese? <laughs> was that wrong? Wait. No, there are no <laughs> wrong answers. Chance. I was just thinking I'll, about it. I was actually, I was, pretty bad. I was taking a second and actually <laughs> thinking about it instead of just reading these questions like I should be. I'll think about it later. Uh, Jim, what's your favorite cheese? Swiss. Todd, what's really? the, Todd, what's <laughs> the strangest place uh, that you've pooped? Uh, <laughs> it was the um, hey Tom, what was that joint in, in New York City? Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle. <laughs> uh, Jim, Jim, Francis Tavern. Tavern. I... <laughs> All right, Jim, let's let's pretend that peanut butter was not called peanut butter. What would it be named? Lucy goodness, <laughs> Todd. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? 11. Jim, do you put your toilet paper over the roll or under the roll? Over. Always over. Todd. Beard is full of the mullet. I'm so afraid to ask this one. Why did I write this one down? Todd, if you had a body part you could detach, which one would it be? Thank you, Joe. It's worthless. <laughs> Jim, what's one of your favorite smells? Uh, tobacco barn. Todd, do aliens exist? Oh, absolutely. Jim, have you ever been in a car crash? Yeah. Was it Todd's fault? Was, was right, brother, brother. <laughs> he hit his head on the windshield. <laughs> that explains. Todd, if you could have one condiment come out of your belly button all the time, which one would it be? Oh, it's mustard. A mustard belly button. Uh, and now we're going to circle back around and get your guys' Mount Rushmore favorite Cincinnati Reds players, and we're going to see how close they are being three-year-apart twins. Jim, your Mount Rushmore favorite Reds players. Johnny Bench. Uh, Ted Kozuski. Bernie Lombardi. And Chris Sabo. Some of those names come from a, a definite fanatic of, of the team. Uh, Todd, what, what would yours be? Johnny Bench. Brandon Phillips. Oh. Ooh. Um, would have to be Pete Rose. Yeah, I said it. And uh, Joe Nuxall. Uh, so they're not, your Mount Rushmore's are anything alike, so that's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many games a year to, do you two attend at the Great American Ballpark together every year? Lately? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Like last year, 2022. How many games did you last go to year together? I zero. Are you upset or are you just. We used to go quite a bit. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> if they got good again, would you go? Yeah, seriously. Uh, 
Absolutely. I'll yep. go I'll go this year if I get tickets. <laughs> <For> uh, somebody. <laughs> you can get tickets. When I went to my game, there was a young gentleman in the fifth story of a building across the street just throwing tickets onto the street. So that's how I got in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh thank you guys uh for joining us. Uh Rudy, this is the time where you get to really lay it on thick. Tell these guys uh thank you and stuff. Go ahead. Oh, oh my! Oh. oh my gosh! Well, I'm gonna get my phone out. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Let's, let's get a Kleenex. Let's take another drink. I, I want to hear. Wait, we didn't drink with him. Oh, right. There you go. There you go, guys. There you go. I want to hear the tinfoil thing again. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, this has been a treat. Honestly, as uh, someone who has uh, grown up uh, playing baseball with. Uh, my brothers and then playing vintage baseball with my brothers. I know uh, what a special, special time that is and what a special bond is created. Um, from the moment we took the field with you gentlemen uh, in 2010, we, we knew that you were our kind of people. And we, we, we really, I say it at the end of every match, but honestly, it is a genuine pleasure to just be on the same field with y'all because we feel like you get it. And, you, 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 not only do you get it, you help it grow. And, and that's what happens. And you've created something special in the community through your hard work and you deserve the time off from not running the team. I'm so proud of y'all for being able to step away. I have, I am severely jealous of you, but, uh, and also, you know what? Thank you so much for joining us. I want you guys to come back. I want more because I feel like the Southwestern part of the state is just this like, hidden little like nook of the community that really has some amazing things going on. And I think it needs to be expanded, not, not for individual invites, but they need to know about it. I love what's happening down there with the, the heart of vintage baseball and everything you're doing. And I can't thank you enough for being here today and, and giving all your time and attention to the community. Well, I'll tell you what, the next time we do this, we'll bring school teacher, from the rising sun bell rivers and you guys won't have to talk and nobody will have to say anything <laughs> we'll just sit there and drink <laughs> yeah. but thank you it's been a pleasure and you know it's always fun to come up against you guys and we know it's going to be a fun game it's going to be a good game we're likely going to get our ass kicked um uh, um <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> But it's the best ass tune we're ever gonna get. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, I also want to take some time to recognize Tom. Tom, thank you for allowing us to enter your home and and, and this evening, and and thank you for supplying the bourbon. I expect bourbon in the mail. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to get us out of here, Barrel Roller? I don't. Barrel Roller, thank you very much. Yep. We, we appreciate you guys asking us to be on. It's been a pleasure. We, you know, we listen to your podcast regularly. What? Um, not often, but regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. But we do enjoy, you know. We... <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you all again. There's two last ones. All right. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
you guys are going to get this link in a little bit and you can share it with your friend. Uh, and we're sure we'll share with all of our friends. You see Lincoln? We probably won't. We like Lincoln. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure with like 11 people. With the bell roller, I'm the Swamp Fox. Thank you to Colonel and the Rabbit. We want to say keep it station to station and we'll see you out in the field. Who's off? Who's off? The P is silent.